Welcome to Eagle 360. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. We've got a whale of a show for you. Head coach Chip Kelly in studio. We break down just a little bit the New Orleans Saints matchup, Joe. And we'll have a cover two segment coming up next. Joe, some quick thoughts on you on what are your big concerns with this one and three Eagles team and how do you fix it? Well, biggest concern is they're one and three, but they, you know, they got to win more games. We know that. Let's go inside the team. The offensive line continues to be an issue. They've got to improve there. I think Chip, from a scheme standpoint, can help them. Uh, but obviously, from a talent standpoint, particularly inside, there are issues there that are going to persist unless they play better football. Also, the injuries are now a real concern. You look across the roster, both offensively and defensively, Dave. I mean, there's a lot of injuries from players that are already out with Andrew Gardner and Cody Parkey out for the year to now Byron Maxwell, Kiko Alonso, Michael Kendricks has been hampered, as we know. I mean, it's a long line of injuries. Lane Johnson now with a serious injury. I don't want to say serious injury, but an injury that uh, is a problem. So there's just a, a lot of factors going on here that really are concerned, Dave. Yeah, and the Eagles must find a way despite all of that. There are no excuses here at the NovaCare Complex. But as Joe said, there are some injuries to update. There's some news to catch up on, and we're going to do that right now. It's our Eagles 360 update with Alex Smith out on the training field. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith with your 360 update. The Eagles defense will face another tough task this weekend with Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Today we heard from Eagles head coach Chip Kelly, D'Amico Ryans, and Fletcher Cox on what it is that makes Brees such a great quarterback. You know, I, I think it's the impacts he's had not only in this league, but you know, in terms of what he's done, he's won them a Super Bowl. He's He's, he's really he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, it makes it tough because Drew is such a great player, smart player, and when you can change the plays at the line, you, he always gets his offense in favorable plays. So no matter what defense we present to him, he, he always has a check to get them in a, another play or a better play. Uh, just everybody get in their, in their, in their, stay in their rush lanes and stay in his face. If we're in his face um, the whole game, I don't think you have those throwing lanes. You know, if we're rushing around him and, you know, on different levels, then he had to step up and obviously can see and, you know, make, make the throws down the field. Meanwhile, the Saints receiving core features a number of standout players like Brandon Cooks and Marcus Colston. We heard from Nolan Carroll on what it will take from the defensive backs to slow down the receivers, and we also heard from Jordan Matthews on how he has mimicked Colston's play. Just get hands on the line with them. You know, we got to compete with them every single snap. You know, they're, they're, like you said, they got a good receiving group. Drew Brees finds those guys. You know, he they're, they're basically a receiver by, by committee. You know, not one guy has a certain amount of catches, but you know, they're all getting distributed evenly among all of them, you know, so we just got to be on our toes and, and get them at the line. Yeah, definitely. I studied uh, Marcus extremely, extremely a lot. Of them. When I was in college, I actually watched their whole season uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl, watched the entire uh, season and just studied Marcus and how he got open in the slide, what he was great at, you know, and just those seam balls going down the middle and catching the first cover two with the drop back linebacker, like he, he specializes in that. So, and he's just a guy who's always reliable, so I've loved watching him. I, I think he's a great receiver. And finally, we heard from quarterback Sam Bradford, who spoke about getting more familiar in this Eagles system as he prepares for his fifth regular season game. You know, just the offense in general, I think, you know, the timing of different things. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you go through training camp and it's kind of your base offense, base package, and then you get into game week and you start the game plan a little bit. And there's been some things that, you know, maybe were relatively new to me, but, you know, now I feel like I've got a better grasp of, you know, what we're trying to do, um, both in the run game and the pass game. To catch all of Bradford's press conference and to hear the rest of our locker room sound, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. When we get back a little bit later on, we're going to talk about the NFC East, which is, as we know, 
wide open. Yeah, wide open. Thanks, New Orleans Saints, for winning on Sunday night against Dallas. Chip Kelly in studio one-on-one talking about those New Orleans Saints primarily. And first things first, though, we've got to get a little cover two segment coming up. Chris McPherson, when we return, he corrals two Philadelphia beat reporters, and he pins them down, and he talks about the Philadelphia Eagles. That's coming up next on Eagle 360. This fall at Dunkin' Donuts, get lost in pumpkin. Pick up your favorite pumpkin-flavored beverages and baked treats like the new pumpkin cheesecake square while they're still here. America runs on Dunkin'. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? Welcome back, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Joe DeCamera. We're going to throw it from here to there. Just a little while ago, Chris McPherson talking to a couple of Eagles reporters. Tim McManus from Birds 24-7. Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com dissecting the 1-3 Philadelphia Eagles. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to this week's edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We're going to look back at Sunday's loss to Washington and look ahead to see if this 1-3 Eagles team can get things on track against the New Orleans Saints. And I'm joined this week by, as you saw in Week 1, Tim McManus from Birds 24-7 and Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com. Tim, you are the wet blanket of reason when we go back to week one. <laughs> well, you are the one who you know, you know, kind of downplayed all the optimism, said, you know, got to take a wait-and-see approach to this football team. Maybe you were right. So now that you've seen this team through four games, do you think it's a matter of the personnel that's on this football team, or is it an execution standpoint that's lacking and why the Eagles are in the position they are. I think you can take a, a healthy dose of both. If, we're, if I have to choose one, I'll go to, to personnel first because execution, I think, basically comes down to coaching and talent. The talent along the offensive line right now, given the injuries and maybe some miscalculations as it applies to the guards, is hurting this team's ability to execute. And so I think that fundamentally there's something wrong with the offensive line right now. And while you can pick apart uh, the quarterback, the wide receivers and their drops on down the line, I think without a sturdy offensive front as sort of the core of your football team, it makes everything else just ex exponentially more difficult. Jimmy, agree or disagree execution or is it personnel? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, well, I think those two things go hand in hand. If your personnel is, is good, they're going to execute typically. And if they're not, then <laughs> they're not going to execute. 
but of course, like Tim said, execution also, you know, you factor in scheme and, and coaching and whatever else in there. Um, but, you know, they have, Sam Bradford hasn't thrown the ball very accurately. I think that's pretty clear, especially through the first three games. He was better in week four when he was able to hit on some deep balls against the Redskins. Um, you know, certainly they've had drop, they've had drop passes, like, like Tim mentioned, from a variety of receivers. It's been everyone. It's in the receivers, the running backs, the tight ends. They've all been guilty of dropping passes. And then the offensive line just, well, I think they've been okay in pass protection, especially, again, the first three weeks, not so much against the Redskins. They just clearly have not been able to open up holes in the running game. And that's where the Eagles' offense starts. I mean, when they're running the ball well, everything else flows from there, and they just clearly, you know, clearly have not been able to run the ball at all this season. So, you know, I think, again, you can, you can pick whatever you want. Personnel, execution, scheme, none of it's working right now. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to let you guys have an opportunity to fix this football team. And, Jimmy, I'll let you have the first crack at this. If you could make one adjustment to get things going for the Eagles, what would it be? You know what? And I thought, uh, you know, I've, I've thought about this question, and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my, 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 that's my answer. My answer is yeah. really, I just don't know. What do you do? Your run game isn't working. Guys are dropping passes, just inaccurate passes. I don't know what you do. you slow it down? I don't think that's the answer. I mean, do you, I, I don't know. Do you, do you make a quarterback change? I don't think that's the solution. I just, that's my answer. I don't know. Tim? That might be Chip's answer, too. Uh, but I, I would say uh, slow down the speed of the offense. And the reason being is because I think the strength of your team in this order is defense, special teams, and then offense. Right now, it's constructed to be leaning on the offense. Everything is built by virtue of the tempo. Everything is built around that. Uh, but tempo, all, all it's doing right now is giving quick three and outs so that the defense is on the field more. They lead the league in time of possession. They lead the league in plays against and if the strength of your unit is getting put in a bad spot, then you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to win games. And I think the only solution, and I don't know if this offense can function without tempo, to be totally honest right. with you, but I think that the only possible solution is to lean on the ground game, milk the clock, give your defense the fewest amount of opportunities to be on the field and try to maximize their, their chances so you're not exposing them, overexposing them putting them on the field for where a 90-yard play, at the, a 90-yard drive at the end of the game where they're winded. And they said they weren't gassed. They're gassed. I mean, come on. You're playing 79 snaps. You're gassed. Uh, so I think that the answer is to slow it down. I don't think Chip's going to do it, though. So the Eagles were 1-3 back in 2013. They rallied and were able to win the division. They're 1-3 once again. Tim, do you think that they can get the win this Sunday? Against New Orleans. Well, so you weren't going to give me the, the long-term <laughs> projection. Uh, no, no. We're just, just starting... Game by game. Well, here's you called me the wet blanket at the beginning, <laughs> beginning of the show, but I actually picked this team to go 11 and five, and and I've also picked this team to win every week through the first four weeks, thinking oh they're gonna you know turn around this week, and I ended up only getting one of those right, of course, in New York, uh, and so they'll probably win this week because I'm going the other way. I'm I'm, okay. I'm going to pick because when I looked out on the practice field on Tuesday and you see Lane Johnson on the sideline, you see Jason Peters on the sideline, you see Alan Barber on the sideline, offensive line's already having troubles. Now those guys are out. Yeah. Um, if and I'm, I'm sure you know a couple of those guys will get back, but either way, with them being dinged up, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Saints. Jimmy. Yeah, me too. In fact, I, I've actually Tim got one right. I haven't gotten any right. <laughs> I picked the Jets to win Week Three, and they, they so I'm on four. I'm not the right person to to base your picks on here, but yeah, I, I, I'm with Tim. The offensive line is just extraordinarily banged up, and then you got a lot of you got a, a lot of guys on defense that that are banged up as well. So yeah, I mean, it's really kind of hard at this point unfortunately, to, to 
feel confident picking an Eagles team that I, I believe is actually like a five-point favorite over the Saints. But this together, week. we only have one, one correct, correct right. prediction. So, so, so feel, there we so go. Feel confident. We're raising the scene. So whether you trust or not, still, Jimmy Kemsky from PhillyVoice.com, Tim McMass from Birds 24-7, and I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, fellas. Joe, it's always interesting to me. I mean, everywhere you go in this area, Eagles fans around the world, water coolers are filling up. People trying to figure out what's going on with yeah. this football team. Nobody's got answers. Well, there's a lot of questions, Dave. And, and I think the lack of answers right now is a problem. It's a concern. It's what Chip Kelly and the team has to solve, clearly. But there is a lot of banter out there. We're hearing it every day. A lot of concern. Rightfully so. Hey, it's a one-in-three football team. Yep. So it, it is a concern. and They're going to have to play better football. There is still opportunity. The division still gives them a shot for sure. If they play better, they can get it together. But if they don't, the season will end the way many others have ended. Two point, so, but a two-point loss in Atlanta, a three-point yeah. loss against the Redskins, this is the margin for error in the NFL, and the Eagles have to find a way to cross that margin and get some victories. So that's all it takes. A little bit of that. Yeah, but you know what? It's not as simple as just one play. That's the one thing. Chip said that this week. It's more than just a play. Yeah, you can lose a game based on a play. When you lose by less than seven points, any play in theory can define the win or the loss, you know, the loss in that case. But it, there's a cumulative effect here of the team not playing well enough that is stronger, I believe, than just a seven-point Okay, so loss. if the Eagles had found a way to beat Washington, would we be sitting here going, this is wrong, that's wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong? Would people be talking about that? Or would we be saying, the Eagles are 2-2? Two and two. Not what you want, exactly, but really right in the game. I, I think it would be, obviously, a combination of both. But I think there would be a lean toward the first one, Dave. And I'll tell you why. Last year, remember how the Eagles started that season. They were winning games, but they were winning ugly, so to speak, and defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns, which you can't always count on. And as the year went on, there weren't as many of them, particularly from the defense. So there's no question you bring up a good point. Hey, 2-2 two and two is a lot better than 1-3. and three. It would be, you know, People would be a little settled down. But there are issues. We know there are issues, and they've yeah, got to correct But it doesn't – and we'll send it to break here in a moment. But this <laughs> is the difference between the team side and the non-team side. Team side, all that matters is winning a game. You're going to correct mistakes anyway. Just win football games. But you never but, say negative things inst internally about a win because it's so hard to win in the NFL. Fair, but here's what I'll say. Two and two wouldn't have defined that the Eagles are ready to beat the Green Bay Packers. Well, they don't play the Green Bay Packers. No, they don't, but ultimately well, then, you need to beat those then kind when of you're teams. Ready, when, then when they're on the schedule, then you play, prepare to beat For the Green sure, Bay Packers. For sure, but you got to get to those kind of games to be there. And even at two and two, the Eagles wouldn't exactly be tracking toward a great season. Well, they don't track toward anything right now. You track toward your next game <laughs> in September and October. But this is a great conversation to have. And anyway... We're in the NFC East, and we're going to be talking about the NFC East when we come back. Who's the, who's the favorite? I say it's the Giants. Who do you say it is? Joe and I are going to talk about it when we return, brushing off our brows, wiping off the sweat. It's Eagles 360. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. You step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown to her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. 
Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. The topic on Eagles 360 is the NFC East. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. We begin with the Washington Redskins, who dealt the Eagles a really yeah. tough loss on Sunday. And Joe, I think we ask this every week, are they for real? No, they're not for real. The Washington Redskins are not for real. I don't know if anybody in this division right now is, but I certainly don't think Washington is. I wasn't particularly impressed by them. Dave, Kirk Cousins is not going to be a winning quarterback over the course of a season. Now, someone, as we know, and we'll talk about it with all the teams here, someone's going to pop up and get to 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven and win this division, and theoretically Washington could be that team. Doesn't mean they're very good. I don't think they're very good football team. Season defined the next two weeks for Washington. Road games, Atlanta, and then the New York Jets. If Washington wins those games, they are for real. How about the New York Giants with the big win on the road at the Buffalo Bills? On Sunday, they get the two and two, the offense coming alive, the defense, despite some personnel losses, the Giants are playing really good football. And right now, their schedule sets up for them to kind of take a leap ahead of the rest of the team. Very much so, Dave. I think as of right now, this moment, because of the Tony Romo injury, I would probably say that the Giants have the best chance to win the division. Now, we're only through a quarter of the season. There's so much to go. But when you look at the Giants and what's up ahead, San Francisco at home for New York for New York in week five, that's a win that the Giants should get. Certainly they'll be favored and are favored. Versus the Eagles week six, that's a huge, huge game, particularly from the Eagles standpoint. The Giants then have Dallas in week seven and at New Orleans week eight. The Giants' schedule sets up to give them some possibility, and I will really emphasize strongly, Dave, cannot say it enough, that game between the Giants and the Eagles week six is a pivotal game for the Eagles because, hey, look, if, if they lose that game, then you're really talking about a whole versus a team that I think is the surging team in the division. All right, and then the Dallas Cowboys suffering their tough loss on Sunday night against New Orleans, losing Lance Dunbar, their versatile running back for the season in the process. Injuries creeping up with the Cowboys who get Greg Hardy back on the field this week, so they get their premier pass yeah. rusher. And they need it with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots coming to town. Tough spot for Dallas. I think they're going to be, a, a, uh, they're going to be an underdog in the next three weeks. Dallas home versus New England, the bye week six. At the Giants week seven, they'll be an underdog. And home versus Seattle week eight. Look, the Dallas Cowboys could lose five straight games. They legitimately could lose five straight heading into the game week nine versus the Eagles. Also, when we talk about them, Brandon Whedon, who, you know, of course, lost versus the Saints. What a big win it was from an Eagles standpoint. The New Orleans got that game uh, the other night in overtime. Brandon Whedon, their starting quarterback, has now lost 10 straight games. Yeah. Now think about that, Dave. Ten straight times he has started the game and lost the game. That's consistency. Yes, I mean, it that is. is a lot of consistency <laughs> for Brandon Whedon and the Cowboys. Still hanging in there. 
And if they can somehow upset the New England Patriots, we'll be singing a different song. It's different. I mean, this goes week, week to week. We know that. And that's where, you know, you go back two weeks ago, people were saying, hey, maybe Washington at 101 is the team to win the division. I didn't believe that. Some people thought it. You know, and of course, you know, Dallas was getting the early pub. Now the Giants are getting the pub. This is a pendulum that swings constantly in the NFL. And, and so we know it'll change multiple times still to go from here. But right now, the Giants look a little bit. How many wins takes this division? Definitely not 10, either 7, 8, or 9. If I seven. were. Up, oh, Dave, the last four years, there's been three teams I who know. made the playoffs with seven wins. This division sets up as a prime candidate for that. Now, with that said, if I had to say right now, I'd probably say eight, but there's a very real possibility it could be seven. I think some team gets hot. I think that team's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm still not ruling out ten wins for this football team. How's that? Well, that, that, being would, a that would take, i got to do quick math, but what's that, nine and three? That's fine. That's what they did a couple years ago. That's fine. You know, but, and it can happen, but boy, there's got to be a lot of better improvement for a 9-3 and three stretcher. And it starts this Sunday when the New Orleans Saints come to town, and that's what I'm going to be talking about next on Eagles 360. Head coach Chip Kelly, his exclusive one-on-one -on -one in studio. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. Makes more sense. Does a baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life, the chief life officer. In charge of creating memories, planning futures, and keeping promises. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. A wave of game day excitement is rolling into Dunkin'. Taste the new tailgater breakfast sandwich stacked with smoked sausage, fire-roasted peppers and onions. America runs on Dunkin'. We welcome you into our studio, our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with head coach Chip Kelly. The New Orleans Saints coming to town on Sunday. Big game on Sunday. Coach, uh, first let's talk a little bit about some of the good things that happened in Washington. I know a tough loss, but the offense, getting the ball down the field, Big plays in the passing game. What's that mean for your offense? Yeah, we you know didn't do much in the first half. Uh, came out in the second half, and coverage-wise, they gave us a couple of looks where we could get the ball down the field. Uh, hadn't seen um, a lot of that this year, but you know when when we have the opportunity, Sam can get the ball down the field. You know, threw a 60-yarder to to Coop on on a post route. Uh, got got Nelly down there once on a on a play action pass, and then also got one to Miles Austin for a touchdown. So. Um, you know, we, we, we've always felt confident that we had that. It's just, does, does the defense give it to you? There's not a reason to throw it if they don't give it to you, but they gave it to us and we took advantage of it. Another thing that was impressive, the way the tight ends have really contributed, Zach Ertz saying in the locker room, he felt that was his best game in blocking and Brent caught the touchdown pass. What's their versatility meant for your offense? Well, Zach obviously missed preseason camp, um, you know, had, had some surgery and, and really has just got cleared like day or two before the Atlanta game. So I think he's just starting to get back into his stride and 
you've seen him improve each week. And then um, Brent's always just been a very reliable player for us, you know, someone you could always hang your hat on. Um, he does a great job as a blocking tight end in this league, but he can catch the ball when asked to. And, you know, he, he came up big on a, on a big down for us down in the red zone there. Um, they played a man coverage and brought in all up blitz, and Sam did a good job of avoiding it and then uh, got a chance to get hit Brent and get him in the end zone. Some reserves stepping up for the offensive line. What have you seen from the group in total just in terms of depth? You know, we just we were injured, obviously. We lost Jason Peters, so then we, um, and we had also lost Andrew Gardner before the game started. So um, Matt Tobin did a nice job when he was in there and had to go from guard and then bounce out to tackle. Um, when Jason went down, um, and then Dennis Kelly did a nice job when he was in there. On defense, the run game has been good, as we've talked about, and Bo Allen and Benny Logan have played nose tackle. Uh, Benny's moved to the end position as well. Um, really versatile, dominating kind of players. Uh, as a group together, what, what do you see for those guys? Well, we, we, all, we always felt our defensive line is our strongest position um, on our football team, and unfortunately, we did not have Taylor Hart and Cedric Thornton in this past game, so... Um, and then lost Brandon Bear early. So, you know, Benny and um, Bo Allen and, and Fletcher had to play a, a lot of snaps uh, and just did a great job. You know, obviously it's um, stopping the run was a very important thing for us against the Redskins with Alfred Morris and what they do. Um, and those guys, you know, kind of set the tone for us up front in terms of um, how they play the game. It's the Saints on Sunday, and Drew Brees is the quarterback. That's where the conversation starts with New Orleans. He's bounced back from the arm problems, I guess. Difference between the pre-injured Drew and what we saw Sunday night? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Injured, he missed one game, so mm -hmm. it wasn't like he he's missed a prolonged period of time. But he was extremely accurate Sunday night against the Cowboys. Um, you know, he has such a good feel for that offense. He's been in it for such a long time, and has been there for such a long time. Um, but he he was firing the ball all over the place, and you know, threw his 400 touchdown pass uh, in overtime. Um, that's a lot of touchdown passes in his career, but it's. Uh, you know, it's a challenge every time you face him. We faced him two years ago in a in a playoff game, and you know how talented he is. How would you describe what kind of quarterback he is? Is it, is it start with the really intelligence and the I'd say football real, IQ? I he's mean, a really good quarterback. Yeah. That's how I would describe him. I mean, is there one it, of the best? Yeah, I, I, he's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but what a tremendous. He's got tremendously. He, the biggest thing is he's extremely accurate. So I, I think when people say he doesn't have a big arm, it's um, he's as accurate as any quarterback out there, and I think that's the thing is. He's very intelligent, but he also can put the ball exactly where he wants to put it. They have three running backs that they use liberally. How how do they employ that group? They just they roll they roll them through, you know. And you're going to see them. They all do. They all run inside the tackles. They all run outside the tackles. They all catch the ball coming out of the backfield. So I don't think there's one specific role for each individual. I think they can use them in a, in a wide variety of ways, and that's what makes them so dangerous to defend. You just can't say if he's in, this is just what they do, because they do it all with all three of those guys in there. What kind of challenge is it that with Marcus Colston and Brandon Cooks leading the way for their receivers, a deep group there, but what kind of challenge is that for the second um, Just some different, you know, with Colston and Brandon Coleman, you got some real big, tall guys, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, guys, and then with Cooks, you got a, a shifty, fast, 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 one of the fastest guys to come out of the combine two years ago. Um, so it's, it's uh, you know, they get, you kind of got you got the big guys and you got a, a small, fast guy, so it's going to be a, an interesting matchup with our defensive secondary. Defensively, Rob Ryan's been around the league a long time, a lot of success. We saw him in 2013 in the playoffs. What are the characteristics of his defense? Um, very well coached. You know, they're very sound in terms of what they do, and, and then um, there's a lot of extremes. Sometimes they bring all up blitz and play cover zero, and then the next play they'll rush three guys and drop eight guys. So um, it, there's not just one thing he does. Uh, it's a wide variety of things he does, and that's why you have to be prepared for all of it. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. 
The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Try a one-week fantasy football league on FanDuel today. Home to more winners than any other site. Go to FanDuel.com for your free account now. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera here. It's Eagles 360. We come your way Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Joe, some thoughts here on how the Eagles and the Saints may play out. Got to get after Drew Brees. Absolutely critical, Dave. New Orleans this year is not running the ball well at all, only averaging 3.6 yards per carry, and certainly that works from an Eagles standpoint who's stopping the run fantastically well this year. It's really the strength of the Eagles as of right now, stopping the run. So it comes down to the ball's going to be in Drew Brees' hands a lot, as we know. He's going to be slinging it around. You got to get after him. Brandon Graham, Connor Barwin, Vinnie Curry, they've got to get after him. And it's not just about sacks. It's about moving him off of his spot. And he's very good, as we know, Dave. We've seen it through the years. Him moving around, sliding around, some of those great quarterbacks, they know it's just that one step over that gives them the time. So if they can get after uh, Drew Brees, that can make a huge difference. And as Chip Kelly said in the previous segment, the arm strength doesn't really matter with Drew Brees. He finds a way to get the ball to the open receiver. Look, he's a great – he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's not often that you see – 400 touchdown passes. He's phenomenal. I mean, this this generation of football has really been defined in many ways by Manning, by Brady, by Rodgers, by Brees, and Roethlisberger – Eli, to a lesser extent, he's got two rings. But, I mean, Breeze is legit. I mean, he's a flat-out Hall of Famer. Our Amorosos on the menu schedule in the upcoming day here. Glenn Macnow joins me in studio on Thursday. And Glenn, by the way, makes these bold predictions. Yes. And he gets them right, like, once every, <laughs> every orange moon. That's why they're moon. bold. That's right. Bold and wrong predictions from Glenn. And we also go behind enemy lines with John DeShazer of Saints.com. And we also keep you updated on everything happening with the injury situation for the Philadelphia Eagles. Joe DeCamera joins us on Sunday at noon for our kickoff show as the Eagles get ready for the Saints' 1 o'clock kickoff, tackling breast cancer campaign at Lincoln Financial Field. For Joe, I'm Dave. We thank you for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.